Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or, I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com. Use the code word "Do Good Better" at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Oh, hi, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby, with... Abby Kirchner. You did it on the first try. I feel try. like I say my name really fast. Abby yeah, like, What is that? Um, I'm really glad that this uh, podcast is actually recording with sound since uh, we had it on mute for our really good discussion oh, last really time. really good one. I'm kind of mad about it, but this is going to be equally as great. I feel like we got our practice round out of the yeah. way for this, our special Thursday edition, where Abby and I kind of talk about uh, things in the nonprofit world, some trends or uh, stuff in the world we relate to the nonprofit mm-hmm. industry. And it's kind of a nice breakup between kind of featuring nonprofits or people in the nonprofit field on our Tuesday podcast. So welcome again to the official Do Good Better podcast. Things, stuff, what do you want to talk about today? Well, I just want to talk all about you. That's That sounds terrible. Because, boring. no, it's fun. Because okay. I know some people know, but not everyone knows that you have a really, really cool opportunity slash gig coming up. Do you want to share with everybody how spectacular you are? Uh, no, I don't want to do that. But I will tell you how spectacular <laughs> the event is going to be. I uh, am going to MC the 2020 Chamber Choice Awards. Yeah, I feel like we should here. insert cheering there. Yes. Well, ironically, that is uh, something that we should probably think about because we're going virtual, all virtual this year. Up until literally last week, we had anticipated like a couple hundred people in a ballroom mm-hmm. because, you know, if you're listening to places that are not in North Dakota, we get to still, you know, do events up here. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a, an enclosed ballroom with hundreds of people, we just thought, you know, this is not going to be as safe as it could be. So we're going to make the whole thing virtual, which has challenges all to its own, is trying to be dynamic in a virtual setting and, and doing that. But I'm super excited for the opportunity. It's going to be so cool. I get to announce like nonprofit of the year and a bunch of businesses and entrepreneurs. Um, I have a book I was going to say, you have the secret binder. I have the secret Bible book that is all the winners. winners. I'm not even letting you see, which is funny. I know. I try to get a little sneak peek and Patrick was like, nope. Not going to happen. So it's kind of fun. Uh, So, but it's kind of to hobnob and sort of uh, be around the sort of the really interesting and awesome, successful businesses in town is going to be really kind of fun. But you said too, in that nonprofit, um, section. Mm-hmm. What's really fun is a lot of them that were nominated were our, our clients that yeah. we work with. I, uh, probably like half, more than half. That's so awesome. More than half of them are clients we've worked with, That's which so is exciting. great. So, and I have like a super relation, like now my mission is going to be like, well, who hasn't worked with us? Let's go get them. Right. Well, we've got to go find a reason to do that. So, That's so fun. That's so cool. It's going to be so cool. But I know with virtual settings and virtual <laughs> conferences, speaking gigs, whatever, there can be its own challenges. Yes. And I know you 
obviously done a few in the past it's with do-gooders conference and throughout the summer mm-hmm. you have some coming up this fall <laughs> but does the virtual setting ever make you more nervous to speak in front of people because of technology and just because you don't have an audience really yeah i think um i think most people who like talking in front of people like the reaction they get from things they say. So whether it's a joke or a cool fun fact or like pausing for applause lines, like when you have, you know, really cool things to say, mm-hmm. that's kind of helps you get along and kind of un, you know, calms the nerves while you're up on stage. In a virtual setting, you literally have zero feedback on your jokes, right. your interesting fun facts, the way you present and it causes a great deal, I think, of anxiety when people are trying to figure out how to do, specifically for fundraising events. If you're doing a virtual event right now, you're trying to figure out how to be engaging. It's so much more different and difficult to gauge in a virtual setting right. without some sort of guidelines and parameters. And I think one of the things that I've always held is always look at yourself and find some sort mm-hmm. of like feedback loop where you can actually, what does your face look like? How's your tone? Are you using hand gestures? Too many hand gestures. Are you speaking too fast for like online? And I think one of the perspectives that you need to have when you're, when you're planning either a virtual event or you're planning mm-hmm. some sort of virtual um, fundraiser or some sort of performance or engagement online is to put yourself in the shoes of those watching you right. more than anything. Right. Because we all have the attention span of gnats. We all demand to be entertained in this virtual world that we live in right now. And so if you are putting on a show or putting on a a speaking gig or doing anything that you would watch it back and go, that was just the most boring thing I've ever watched in my entire life. Mm -hmm. Time to do it over or time to adjust, um, your, the way you present itself. And you don't have to be like a, uh, a theater actor. You don't have to be that. You just have to be self-aware enough to like, am is what I'm presenting or is what I'm saying boring. Right. And it's in it for those that have never put on a virtual event or this mm-hmm. might be their first time attending or uh, anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. I think what people don't understand is as the speaker on your normal zoom calls, you know, you have all the little boxes, you yes. call it the Brady, bu- the Brady, Brady bunch, bunch box yep. um, where when it comes to live streaming and things like that, you don't have that mm-hmm. as the speaker. So you really, so when you, when you're on zoom and you say something funny, you can, even if they're muted, you can see them. Ha 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 laugh. Right. right. You don't get that at all. No. So you're literally staring at a camera and you're like, I hope people are laughing at home. That's super true. So th- this begs the question because you have been a reporter for a number of years speaking into a camera, your camera guy can't laugh. I think at your funny jokes. Maybe right. they can. Um, but so how do how do you do that? as somebody who's in professional news, Mm -hmm. somebody who's been in reporting and you have to connect Mm -hmm. story of importance or whatever into a camera with no feedback whatsoever. Nobody like nodding. Oh, that's really good or whatever. How do you do that? Um, I always just try to remember. There are a couple things that I, I kind of remembered there. One of them was that even though I'm talking straight at a camera, like I am right now, I know that other people are watching or hearing me. So trying to remind yourself that even though you can't see their facial expressions or you can't see them engaging with you, remember that they are, and they are, they are watching you and they are listening to you. And so that made me feel more comfortable. Like I was, 
I wasn't just talking to camera, but I really was talking to a person, whether that they were at home getting ready for work or you're watching this on YouTube right now. Yeah. Someone is watching. So just kind of remembering that, but I know that can give a lot of people anxiety. So I would always also at the same time, which I don't know if this is the best, the best thing to do, but when I spoke at the Dugaters conference, right. I mean, that was in a crowd of people, but for me, whether it's speaking in front of people or it's speaking to a camera, I try to almost downplay the situation in my head, reminding myself that yes, people are watching me, but they are people too. And yes, of course you have those right. people that are like, yeah, you, you suck get off TV. Like, of course you had those people, but a lot of them are wanting to actually like, they get it. Like if you mess up, they understood you're you're a human as well. So just humanize the camera, I guess. Yeah. That's the best way I can say it. A lot of that is if you ever take, what's the speaking club? It's like a a speaking club where you go and you learn how to speak. I don't know. Speech class? No, it's not. Oh. It's like, there's a group. <laughs> okay. I don't know what it is. I, I never I never joined it. One of the things that they do is they hammer in that you can't have ums or ers. Mm. And it's fine. Yeah. I say um all the time. I say like. Like is another one. Like is, like is a crutch word. But if it is authentically you and yes. you're still passionate about what you do, it's okay not to be verbally perfect. I would agree. I, I really think that's another thing that people are so terrified about. What if I get the words wrong? I go, how many times do I get words wrong all the, like, all the time? Awesomer is really not a word. Awesomer is it not up. a word. We've made it up. And that's still and use there you it. go. And, but I think that's people really are so weirded out by the fact, what if I stumble over things? What if I say um too many times? What if I speak too fast? When I think you're talking about your nonprofit organization, you're talking why people should donate. That passion and enthusiasm need to come out first and foremost. Your perfection of performance, secondary to everything. I think that's what gets people really nervous about doing public speaking or public presentations. And in a virtual setting, I think it's even more authentic because you get to you get you get a little more grace to be as authentic and as imperfect right. as possible because this is sort of a new territory where a lot of people are fundraising or putting on events for you, you're okay. Right. Breathe. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's really not. And I, I mean, I always, I just spoke at the Rotary Club a couple weeks ago and I was so nervous. Like it is so, it's hilarious hilarious because it's like, I would, you wouldn't, I don't know. You wouldn't suspect that I would be nervous, but I really do get nervous public speaking. Um, but just know that the nerves are okay, mm-hmm. but everyone is coordinating and going through this weird time. And even after this, just remember that everyone is, everyone says, um, and like, and pauses at weird times Correct. because they're confused. Right. So it's perfect. It's, okay. it's wonderful. Yes. But Sage I want to, I want to ask, oh, I have another question. Yeah, I have two more questions I want to ask you. But so I want to go through this one first. All right. When was the last time, either in person or virtually, that you were nervous? Um, the last time I gave a speech. So I'm, I'm nervous all time. the time. I'm nervous so all I'm the time. So I'm not the only one. No. Mine's more of like nerves of excitement. Yeah, mine's like, I'm going to pee my pants. Right. I, but I'm <laughs> always nervous. And in fact, the things that I've not been nervous at, or the times I've given speeches where I was overconfident about how awesome it was going to be, failed miserably. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. I was the best man in a wedding to my best friend, Jesse. 
and I was the I was best man at speech. I had been the best man at my brother's wedding a few months prior to that, and uh, best friend uh, wedding uh, to another one. I was best man at another one to my best friend Mark, one of my other best friends, Mark Slade slayed as the best man speaker okay crushed and i'm not even like that's not even everyone was laughing everybody standing ovation literally standing ovation (laughs) it was unbelievable i'm so mad that wasn't recorded because it was brilliant so i went super overconfident into one and i'm telling jokes to my you know wife on my way up to the wedding going this is going to be like the greatest speech ever Mm -hmm. sound was bad uh nobody could hear me in the back i thought i was going to slay and the only person I heard laughing was my brother because I think he had like too many cocktails in the background. So and, you just hear funny. you hear this like I'm like I end to a joke. <laughs> <laughs> One ha in the back. I knew it was him. That was it. All I could hear, and I was like, "My God, that was the worst thing ever." And then afterwards, they're like that was really good, Pat. And I was like, like "You no, are don't you, you don't liar. patronize me?" <laughs> but I was and I, to this day, every time that I'm confident about what I'm going to say and I'm not nervous. It's never as good as it is. Mm. So I'm always not nervous. And I think that has most to do with how excited I am about actually speaking or actually presenting because I'm legitimately excited about doing some of this most of the time. Right. And um, I think that's the nerves but, of excitement. And you had a really good piece of advice too, that everyone remembers the beginning and the end. Correct. So that's what you should focus on. The really? Most. That's all you should do. Right. So work. If you're really nervous about what you should say, work on your entry, like your, your first bit and then work on your clothes, get a good laugh and then get you're a, good, get a good laugh or, or do something you know sentimental or really uh, inspiring out of the gate. That's what you should work on. Nobody remembers the middle of the stuff that, you know, if you're doing a gala or you're doing something else, uh, it's fine to get distracted by a bunch of shiny objects because again, attention span of naps but the first part get through that first part it's easy sailing after that mm. yeah first i love end. that i that's think that's really good tips okay this is i'm excited to know this about you Ooh. what is your like nervous tick or like do you do everything mm. do you do anything on stage that you do every single time and it's just like a nervous crutch you have i oh boy i i use my hands more than most human beings do on stage okay my hands like yep. waving around person. I pace. You do pace. A lot. I, but I pace normally. Yeah, Everything I do is authentic. He's on a phone call and he walks in and out. He'll walk to the door and not go out the door, but walk to it, then walk back Sit in down. and then go. I'm like, <gasps> my anxiety is going through the roof right now. Yeah, I will do that. I will speak very fast. I took a Dale Carnegie course on uh, high impact presentations and I've been beat into my head since then, mm-hmm. like on how to like just slow down right. in on stage because I still have like, Yep. My teachers of Dale mm-hmm. Carnegie in my brain. Uh, but I will get, my nervous tick is to speed up. And so if I just get really nervous, I'll just blow through sort yep. of content as, a, as quickly as possible. Normally I speak fast, but it's only because I get really excited about stuff I talk about. Gotcha. So, but I'm but pacing is my number one tick. I was always told I was too fast too, that I needed to slow yeah. down, that I needed to slow way down a lot of the time. That's what I was told. But don't you think when you slow down way too much, it sounds like you are doing an impression like of I'm someone who, who lives below the Mason-Dixon line? Yes. I'm, I'm just going to play real slow. Yeah, it sounds weird. But, it, that's what it sounds like to me. But it's so funny because like, I would listen to myself yep. speaking really fast and then slowing down and speaking normally. Mm-hmm. And like you really could understand oh, me better. Totally can. <laughs> No, it's a great criticism. I hate it. I hate it. I don't want to hear it. Get your your opinion out of my face. 
but it's but mentally I can't get over the fact that it's so so like that's how you think you sound. Yep. Yes. I get you. And I always had, I mean, I always had a microphone in my hand. Correct. So like that was my crutch is oh, like, I felt really yeah. uncomfortable without my microphone. Yeah. And so now leaving the mic behind and moving into this, having yeah. to do speaking gigs where like you always wear a head mic or what do you yeah. call that? Like you know a, yeah. The Garth Brooks mic. Like a little one. Yeah. Around right. your ear. Yeah. Or like at the Dugger's conference, I was like, what do I do with my arms? Mm-hmm. Like where, what do I do with my hands? I think I held a piece of paper because I was so nervous. I usually hold a pen. Oh, a clicker. I had the clicker. clicker. I good. love a good clicker because mm-hmm. I can snag onto that it thing is. for your life. But here's the thing. Record yourself presenting whatever you're going to present. You will figure out your ticks really quickly. Right. Really quickly. And so. so if you're presenting for the first time, even virtually. Oh my God. Yes. Just literally record yourself on Zoom. Yep watch what you do and then yeah and watch out for your face just smile you know practice in front of a mirror but you're doing it in front of the video so yeah it's It's like when i was in dance smile smile girl i'm gonna do that across the office today (laughs) smile smile girl um that's it i I love these episodes uh every thursday where you and i just get to chat about this kind of stuff it's great little couple uh helpful hints and tips and tricks on presenting today. Wow, that was a lot of helpful tips and tricks. So many. Hey, we'll see you next time here on the official Do Good Better podcast. Documenting donor information is the most important thing you can do as a fundraiser, as a nonprofit organization. And hey, if you don't know where to start and try to figure out where and what system to get, go to donordoc.com. Donordoc is the CRM system, the donor database system. It has wonderful reporting. It has easy-to-use dashboards. Frankly, it's the greatest thing that you will have at your disposal as a fundraising organization. Go to DonorDoc.com. There are countless videos, books, articles, and folks out there with suggestions on how to raise more money. Of course, that's a major problem. Too much information. Do Good University has an online library of lectures, courses, and trainings that concentrate on one thing, making fundraising simple. Come join other like-minded do-gooders who are looking to unclutter their fundraising life. Enroll at Do Good University today at dogoodbetterconsulting.com.